Hi, I'm Rob, and this is Dad Sofa, a podcast about the things which connect us, whether it is a rained-off attempt at a trip to the pub, or string theory, a cycle to Cornwall, or a chat in the sea. We talk about the stuff of life, what makes us curious, the stuff that connects everything, the spaghetti of life. Come and join us. Get comfy. This is Dad Sofa. In Birmingham, in the UK, the city where I live, there is a big project to build a seven-platform train station on the east side of the town. The station will host High Speed 2, or otherwise known as HS2, a controversial project to build a rail line that connects London with the north. The 120-mile journey to and from London will take 45 minutes each way. One problem that this has led to is that a major excavation of Park Street Burial Ground has had to take place, which will rehome 6,500 of Birmingham's dead. The reason that the burial ground was created in 1807 was because the cemetery at St Martin's Church was gradually becoming overrun as the Industrial Revolution kicked off. As early as the 18th century, rural populations desperate for work as the Agricultural Revolution automated their own day-to-day work flocked to Birmingham. In 1780, historian William Hutton wrote, instead of the church burying the dead, the dead would have in time buried the church. Population density vastly increased, and St Martin's, an Anglican church, could not cope. As the revolution took hold, the type of people that came to find work changed. The need for labour attracted people from Ireland, and so a largely Catholic population came to the city. Of course, the increase in population brought with it the abject poverty and large numbers of poor families living together in unsanitary conditions meant that cholera, tuberculosis and other conditions such as rickets associated with poor diet and lack of sunlight in the polluted city and, of course, syphilis were commonplace. Some of the families, in fact, a lot of the families, could not cope and were often taken into a dreadful place called the workhouse which meant that they lost many of their basic human rights and most often did not return. The insurgence of Irish people at this time caused a few people to campaign against them and during the 1860s there were mass riots in Birmingham in the areas where the Irish people lived. Many people were killed and the Irish were even blamed for causing the Murphy riots. Birmingham was a rough place to live and during the late 19th century a young population developed a gang culture and there were many gangs collectively called the Sloggers, the precursor to what became known as the Peaky Blinders. The deaths from disease, riot, gang warfare, industrial accidents and poverty meant that the overflow from St Martin's churchyard was soon filled with 6,500 dead. My paternal grandfather and grandmother moved into Birmingham in 1918 from Cork in Ireland and so They were there when the city had swelled even further and they lived in what were then known as the back-to-backs where it was not uncommon for around 60 people to have to share two toilet facilities. Again, tuberculosis would have been common and may have been the reason why my dad contracted this at some point during his life. But this was unbeknown to him, which led my mother to being seriously ill with it in the pre-antibiotic era, but was one of the few who survived. So I was interested when I heard about the excavation project and it has revealed a lot of information about Birmingham's social and also perhaps its not-so-sociable history. From the more rural earlier migrants to Birmingham, porcelain plates have been found 
in multiple graves. This comes from a superstition that the devil could get you, and the plates were piled with salt before burial. They were buried with the dead because it was thought that the salt would absorb the sins from their life and protect them from hell. This might be a precursor to the more familiar situation, where spilt salt is thrown by the right hand over the left shoulder, because allegedly the devil comes at you from behind and from the left. In coffins of the dead that were buried later on, it is more likely that crosses were, were found. And this is also a quite unusual tradition, but seems to have come from a Catholic tradition and nods to the Irish Catholic population that came to the city during this period. Birmingham became a centre for both metalwork and the metalwork trade during the Industrial Revolution, making buttons, pen nibs, jewellery. It also has its own coughing factory, which is now reopened as a museum. The really shocking thing is that people would have manacles placed inside the coffins. Why? Well, there was another industry that quietly went on in Birmingham at that time. The medical school anatomists were keen to learn as much about anatomy as possible. This is actually where I studied anatomy myself. If you were unfortunate enough to be taken into the workhouse, you gave up your rights and your body on death would be sent to the medical school for dissection and then often buried in the Park Street burial ground. This was still not enough, and up until the 1830s, so-called body snatchers would haunt Park Street and exhume bodies where they could. This was the reason that manacles were made, to try and secure the loved ones inside their coffins so that their remains could not be disinterred and taken to the medical school. A lot of the skeletons have been found with skull cases expertly cut, with parts of the bodies removed, but one intriguing feature is that quite a number of skulls have been found there where on opening the pre-cut skulls inside is half a brick. I looked up the average weight of a human brain, which is around the three pound mark. And when I looked up the average weight of a whole brick, five pounds. So it seems clear that whoever was doing this was trying to hide the fact that material was being removed, possibly for dissection. Maybe there was a service in weighing coffins before burial. Another strange discovery has been finding a broken wine glass and also a marmalade jar inside some of the remains. This was aired on a BBC programme that was aired this week. It seems that this was probably mischievous medical students, another symptom of the massive trade in stealing bodies from the graves at Park Street Burial Ground during the 19th century. The medical school is situated on the west side of the city and has an underground link to the Queen Elizabeth Hospital, also known as the QE. When studying there, we would revise in the pathology museum, surrounded by thousands of bottled specimens, and it would get quite spooky at night. We would often revise from 8am through until midnight. We would take an evening break and follow the underground tunnel to the QE to have an evening meal. One night, when coming back from our food, we saw an unsigned lift, and my friends and I were discussing where it went. We decided to see... So he left the dark corridor and pressed the button to the one floor that the lift went to. As the door slowly opened and our eyes were getting used to the gloom, we soon realised that we were in the dissection room with the familiar smell of formalin. It was 11 o'clock at night. I still remember us pumping the lift buttons frantically to get the door closed. Fortunately, the security guards were so scared to go near the place, we were never found out. 